the man who's driving plenty of winners. In fact, he's up to 89 for the season, is uh, Tim Williams. Morning to you, Tim. Greg, how are we? Excellent, thank you. How are you on this rather damp Sunday morning? I suppose, in many ways, pleased to be going to Addington Raceway because at least when it comes to getting ready to go out onto the track, it'll be nice and dry. Yeah, that's right, Greg. Obviously, can't be going to Addington on days like today. And the facilities they got there, it makes life a little bit easier for not so much the drivers, but all the uh, stable hands and trainers. It's, uh, it's definitely an enjoyable place to go when the weather is the way it is. Tim, what about the way the season is going? And given, what have we got, about five weeks to go, the hundred, the three figures is looming. Is it a goal of yours to try and get there? Yeah, it's a little bit scary, Greg, um, getting getting really close to the hundred. Obviously, it has been a goal for a, for a couple of seasons now. And like you say, four or five weeks to go, it looks, uh, looks something that could be within reach this season. So... You know, something we'll be, we'll be pushing towards. Obviously, there's a lot of meetings coming up sort of late December, so yeah, hopefully we can start getting around um, you know, a lot of these circuit sort of meetings now too. Hopefully we can keep chipping away and the 100 might be out of reach. Tim, that elongated season we had over the 17 months, I think it extrapolates out to you having about 93 uh, in the in the 12 month uh, calendar. So you're definitely going to get past that. Um, just explain to me the difference in Tim Williams, the driver of three to four years ago, to Tim Williams, the driver now. Uh, probably definitely the experience, Greg. Like you say, obviously been able to uh, drive in so many big races for Mark and Natalie for all those years and. Having them to lean on uh, for advice in, in those big races, I think it's, you know, at, at the time you might take it for granted, but it's uh, something now you look back and you just try and absorb uh, as much as you can from them. You you see them the other night, they're uh, so cool, calm and collective when they're in those big races, and you know, it's obviously why they win so many of those big races. So you know, hopefully for me now, it, it, a, bit more, a bit more rounded as a driver and uh, a bit more relaxed out there in those bigger races, and you know, like I say, hopefully just pulling the right rein at the right time and getting the job done, uh, race in, race out for uh, you know the owners that put, put me on each week. Tim, a couple of wins over the weekend thus far. Roll your own at a decent price on Friday night and Camoran Strike in the maiden trot yesterday at Geraldine. But the horse I want to ask you about is Beach Ball, your drive in the Sunshine Stars New Zealand Derby in a week's time. What did you make of his third in the Ian Dobson Classic? And is he capable of going with the likes of a Cooter and Republican Party over the 2,600? Yeah, look, really excited about him, Greg. Obviously, uh, it was only his third run back the other night, so you know, I think it should strip him a little bit fitter for next week. Obviously, take nothing away from the two that beat us home, but uh, you know, we took a trail on the other night, which is something that's probably a little bit unorthodox for his racing pattern thus far, but as me and Kev touched on earlier in the season, it's something he's going to learn going forward. You sort of can't be too one-dimensional, but I think back to the 2600 next week, and like you say, that good run under his belt the other night, I think uh, he'll strip strip a lot fitter again too. So provided he can draw a good, a good marble, it's going to be a big assist to him. Obviously, he's got great gate speed, and he's a natural sort of runner. So, uh, yeah, I know Kev's really looking forward to getting back to the 2-6 and you know, how he performed up north over the longer trip. Would suggest he, you know he's not going to be a mile away if um, you know we have some good luck and you know some of those favoured ones have a touch of bad luck. Uh, you don't think we're going to be a mile away? It wasn't that long ago the Chapman family had success, of course, in the Derby with Lockerburn, four dollar favourite for the drivers' challenge, which is a tricky challenge uh, at Addington today, Tim. So I thought we'd go through 
most of your drives and, and get your impressions. Uh, Monarch Prince, the two-year-old trotter in race number two for Coaster Hare. Uh, look, he's a horse with clearly the the ability to win a race like this, although he's been most potent with his early gate speed uh, to be able to put himself into a position. Second row might not make it that easy today. No, I won't agree, but I think it might be an assist. He's uh, you know, put a line through his last night run. He was, he was fresh up for a wee bit and just got a little bit excited when the gate left and, and tried to overdo it. So the second row mightn't be a bad thing for him today. As long as he can settle and trot early, I think uh, you know, it's definitely a race that's within his reach. And he touched on, he, he's raced in some of the better trots earlier in the season in the age group races. So you know, if, if he can get through the first half of the race trotting, you know, he's definitely, um, you know, they'll definitely know he's in the race. Yeah, he's by creatine, and isn't he as a sire starting to make a, an impression? Let's go to race number three for Brendan Hill. Better Lover takes on some really smart two-year-olds. Obviously, Sherlock ran second in the size final uh, with style, Carrera Rapido, all from the Mark Purden, Hayden Cullen barn, and the chances don't end there. But I thought he was pretty good first up. Yeah, really good run. Spoke to Benny uh, midweek. He, he was happy with the run uh, last week, and obviously be improved off it but you know it's a big step up in company today so yeah we've got the good draw it's going to be the shortest way home so you know hopefully if he can sort of trail three feet at worst um you know if he run in four you'd say he's uh he's took the boxes today all right these horses heading towards the aces uh hopefully on sunday in a week's time and a big lead up towards that will be race number four where the stable you work for steve and amanda telfer have a three-pronged attack now your drive Artie by the seaside excellent on uh, cup day or cup week sorry uh when third really found the line strongly uh, what are your expectations with her today she's come up a two dollar eighty favorite yeah, look, I think she's she's honest, Greg, and like you've seen in the last couple of starts, she she doesn't run a bad one. I couldn't see it being any, anything different today. You know, she's come through through Cup Week really well. She obviously had a, those couple of really hard runs, but you know, she seems to have really thrived on it, and she's um, you know she's pulled through those races really well and and doing well. So, you know, and what's pretty much the same same similar horses she's been racing take out take out Mark and that's good filly. It's uh, you know, like you say on paper it looks a race where she's going to be very competitive in again today. All right, Millwood Nike, you're talking about there, who's the $1.35 favourite for that uh, Group 1 final next Sunday. Two other runners in it, though, from the Telfer camp. Sweet Diamond with Ali Barron, and the one the money's come for, Forever Me and Blair Orange. Race pattern-wise, how do you see it panning out? Yeah, look, I'm not sure. Obviously, Sweet Diamond, when she when she puts her mind to it, she's, she's naturally pretty quick early and, uh, and likes to be handy to the pace, so... You know, if she if she behaves herself early like she can, um, it's uncharacteristic two starts ago, but uh, her last start run was very good. So, you know, she's got the draw. If she found the fence, you know, she's uh, she's proven she can run sectionals, and she she hasn't been a mile away from from the really good ones in the big races either. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if she was uh, she was somewhere handy to the pace early. And yeah, I'm not sure about Blair what he's going to do from out wide. Like you say, she's another filly that that generally likes to run on pace too, but she's uh, she's been plagued by some tricky draws lately. So. You know, we'll just leave that to Blair early, and uh, hopefully he can he can find the right spot at the right time. Of your remaining drives, Bondi Luster, who was excellent, uh, I thought last time behind Bark and the Futurity, Beyond a Shadow, Rock and Roll Diva. What's the best of that trio? Yeah, I thought there wasn't probably a lot between Bondi Luster and Beyond a Shadow. I think they're both really good each way chances. Obviously, um, coming out of, of strong sort of form races, Bondi Luster would take a lot of improvement from the straight day run and. 
you know, not a, not a sort of two bit of draw today. I think she's got a little bit of gate speed, so we'll look to look to punch forward. And if she found the fence, I think, like you say, she's a great each way chance, and beyond the shadow, she shouldn't be too far away either. Obviously, Nathan Williamson's filly looks looks probably hard to beat, but I thought she could be one of the ones that could be chasing her. All right, really appreciate your time, Timmy. For our SENZ Trots Talk listeners, what's the best of the day for you? Oh, I'd like to say Artie by the seaside, Greg. She's so honest, and you know she she's mixed it with the best of them and can run some really strong races. So you know, hopefully uh, she can go one better today and uh, get one on the board. Thanks so much for your time, Tim. Good luck. No worries. Thanks so much, Greg.